Hello and welcome to Smash Hit Sports. I'm your host, Cody. It's college football rivalry week, the best week of the year for college football. We're going to recap last week. We're going to talk through the top five rivalries in college football for rivalry weekend. Um, so we're going to exclude, you know, the ones not on rivalry weekend. Um, we're going to talk through the best games of the weekend and then give some college football playoff predictions um, can't wait to talk through it all. We're going to get right into it, but first I just want to apologize for missing last week. Um, my wife and I had a death in the family. We had to take care of that, but we are back this week. Um, also the NFL podcast normally releases on Thursday. However, because Thursday is Thanksgiving, I'm going to take the day off for the holiday. We're going to release the NFL podcast a day early. It's going to come out tomorrow on Wednesday. So that way we can preview all of the Thanksgiving games um, and really uh, look forward to a full week of NFL football. But um, getting right into the college football recap, college football week 12 was crazy. We had a lot of up and down, ups and downs. The AP top 25, nobody really jumped out from a you know looked incredibly incredibly good standpoint at least in the top echelon of teams but there's one game that we absolutely have to talk about and that is the Tennessee Volunteers a absolutely brutal loss um, at the hands of South Carolina the Gamecocks went crazy um, 63 points, I think is what the Gamecocks scored Tennessee. I think it was like 63 to 36 or something. Um, just an absolutely brutal blow for Tennessee fans and Tennessee fans. I, I, I think we have to look at this season from a 30,000 foot view, right? If you look at it from a top down perspective, if I'd have told you at the beginning of the year, Tennessee fans, you were going to go 10 and two, you'd have been like, hell yeah, what a season. Like if I had told you, Hey, you were going to beat Alabama for the first time in 16 years, you'd have been like, hell yes. Like I, what an unbelievable year. Unfortunately, you got your hopes up because you were at one point, the number one team in the country and, uh, sucks to lose the way you did, but it is what it is. The other thing that really sucks, I feel awful for Hendon Hooker tore his ACL out for the season. I think his Heisman uh, candidacy is now out of the realm of possibility as well. Um, but he had a, a phenomenal season, one that Vols fans will remember forever. Um, it's, it's just tough, tough uh, to be a, a Tennessee fan right now. I think there there is an off chance, an off chance that Tennessee still can make it into the college football playoff. It would take absolute pandemonium. We will talk about it late, you know, later when we get to the college football playoff segment, but there's still a small glimmer of hope. However, your season is essentially gone, um, at least from a college football playoff standpoint. Obviously, you were going to make a great bowl game, a ton of success for the Tennessee Volunteers. You got a lot to look forward to. Josh Heupel has looked like the real deal down there. Um for, for the Vols. South Carolina, on the other hand, Beamer ball is all the way back. And South Carolina has had, the highs have been high this year. The lows have been low. The highs have been high. The lows have been low. Um, but I think this is a year that you can build on if you were a Gamecock. And I, I think you have a lot to look forward to. I really do. Beamer ball, it's new right? This era of 
Shane Beamer is the head coach there is new. I think it's his what second season, but you still have a lot to look forward to. Um, you should be excited if you're a Gamecocks fan. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is the SEC, and I got a lot of hate for a post that I made on TikTok, and I got a lot of hate for saying that the SEC scheduling these soft-ass games in November is just that. It's soft. And I'm going to stand by that take. You look at what half of the SEC schedule was this weekend, Mississippi State, Alabama, Texas A&M playing teams like UMass, Austin PA, East Tennessee State, Auburn played Western Kentucky, LSU played UAB. It's chicken shit. It's soft. No other conference does this. No other conference in football does. Like, and I understand that the SEC only plays eight conference games. That's fine. I, I think that's chicken shit. I think you need to play nine, like literally every other Power Five conference. But if you are going to play eight, at least play conference games in November before your conference championship. It's bullshit that we were pl- Alabama's playing Austin PA at the, or Austin P, sorry, at the end of the year. What are we doing? I want to see Bryce Young play meaningful football. In the last two games, I'm going to get to see him play because he's going to sit out the bowl game. He ain't playing. The last two meaningful games I'm going to get to see Bryce Young play in an Alabama uniform are Austin P and at Auburn in the Iron Bowl with an interim head coach. It's bullshit. It's terrible. It's awful scheduling. Greg Sankey, we got to be better. I understand that you're giving your team some cupcakes before they go into rivalry weekend and the SEC championship. It It is soft as baby shit. You got to move on. There, there's got to be something better than this. Um, with that being said, moving on to the rest of this week's recap USC UCLA in the Rose Bowl was beautiful it was art it was college football at its best the beauty of what college football can be and in the Pac-12 and I understand that the Pac-12 gets a lot of hate for being soft they are not this year the Pac-12 is damn good they have three loss Utah two loss Oregon two loss UCLA two loss Washington and one loss USC. There's a lot to be excited about if you are a fan of football on the West Coast. This game was awesome. There were 100 points scored. Caleb Williams put on an absolutely electric Heisman-level performance. 500 total yards. He was the real deal. It was absolutely incredible. Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA played a hell of a game. Zach Charbonnet. Um, unfortunately they had a a tough interception to end that game, but it looked, it was great. It was awesome. The environment in the Rose bowl was incredible. I, it brought PAC 12 football back to what PAC 12 football should be. Um, USC, you got a lot to play for. You got a lot to play for. I'm going to talk about USC Notre Dame later, but, um, that is going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game this coming weekend for rivalry week. Speaking of Notre Dame, Notre Dame absolutely owns the ACC. Obviously, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm going to talk about Notre Dame. But they dismantled Boston College in a blizzard, a beautiful, picturesque college football game. This Notre Dame football team is scary, but what a lot of te- a lot of teams earlier in the year shit on Notre Dame for overrated, whatever. And we lost to Ohio State and then Marshall and Stanford. And I get it, bad losses. 
We've also beat UNC by three touchdowns, beat Clemson by three touchdowns, beat Boston College 44 to nothing. Like these, we've won good. We beat BYU in Vegas. Like Notre Dame is not some soft team and they go into USC next weekend. That will be a hell of a game with a lot of playoff implications. It'll say a lot about the state of Notre Dame's program and Notre Dame, Vegas had Notre Dame winning eight games this year. They've already won those eight games. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. This is, this is going to say a lot about the Marcus Freeman era, in my opinion. Um, I think it's going to, you know, if he can win two top 10 matchups, a top 10 matchup against Clemson and a top 10 matchup against USC, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't, I don't know how many uh, years it took Brian Kelly to win two top 10 games, but for Freeman to do it in his first season would be awesome. Um, let's talk about the top four as a whole, though. The top four had some absolutely uh, scary games, if you were a fan of any of those teams. I mean, you want to talk about heart palpitations, Michigan, TCU. I mean, those games were as close as they come. But we're going to start with the number one spot in Georgia. Georgia, who I think a lot of people have been saying that they are on a tier of their own, looked absolutely mortal against this Kentucky team that isn't very good, uh, to, to be honest. They they run the football well. Will Levis is not him. He's not a first-round quarterback. I'm sorry, Kentucky fans. It is what it is. But Georgia looked human. They looked very, very human. They scored one offensive touchdown against Kentucky. I'm like, that ain't going to fly against LSU in the SEC championship. I can tell you that right now. Um, but we'll see. We're going to relax a little bit. They're still, Georgia's still going to be fine. Um, and number two, Ohio State, if it wasn't for, you know, that awful fumble, well, not awful. I mean, they were trying to make a play, whatever. At the end of the Maryland game, that was a one possession game right down to the end. Your defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. You made Talia look like Tua looks currently for the Dolphins. Ohio State, you're going to have to toughen up if you're if you're going to want to beat Michigan, but Michigan looked like shit. So I don't the the game is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. We're going to talk about it. But Michigan got bailed out by the refs. Absolutely bailed out by the Zebras. They should have lost that game to Illinois. There was an awful pick play on fourth down that they just did not call. Ter- like they defended it like you should. It was just one of the most egregious pick plays I've ever seen. Michigan, if you play like that against Ohio State, you're going to get boat raced. I don't, J.J. McCarthy, like, you don't trust him to make throws. Now Blake Corum may miss that game. Your Heisman candidate running back. Michigan, you might want to take a deep breath before we head into the game. Um, Florida, 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 Florida. I don't, you beat Utah, and we talked about Anthony Richardson winning the Heisman. And you just gave SE, Vanderbilt their first SEC win in, like, what, three years? It's awful. Um, I think we may have to talk about whether or not Billy Napier is the guy, to be honest. We're going to have to discuss it. Um, Florida, Florida State is going to have a lot of implications this weekend. I think Mike Norvell has done a hell of a job at Florida State. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, that game. Uh 
And then we got to talk about UNC. You lost Georgia Tech. What are we doing? But more importantly, Drake May um, had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. And I think UNC could be NC State. And I think they can still give Clemson, you know, a run for their money in the ACC championship. But Drake May's Heisman run is over. He had a hell of a run. But putting up no touchdowns against Georgia Tech is a surefire way to kill your Heisman candidacy. It is what it is. Tough. Um, I like Drake May. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch next year, and he will be at the top um, uh, and or near the top of every Heisman you know discussion as we head into the 2023 season. However, it's that run is over for 2022. Um, the right now, in my opinion, the. The Heisman goes through Caleb Williams. He had a phenomenal moment against UCLA. Just a, an incredible, incredible game by him. 500 total yards. It's a awesome Heisman moment. If he goes against this awesome Notre Dame defense and puts up numbies and gets this win and he gets USC to the college football playoff, they absolutely, absolutely, absolutely uh, should give him the Heisman trophy. He Watching him play football is unbelievable. He reminds me of guys in the NFL that can, like a Patrick Mahomes. And I, I understand that, that might be a, a bit of a stretch, but what he can do with the football is unparalleled in college football right now. Him and Bryce Young are just unbelievably special. It, it's insane what they can do. I'm going to bet rank um, the best college football rivalries. We're going to go top five for rivalry weekend and this is just for rivalry weekend right so we're leaving out bedlam we're leaving out the red river shootout we're we're leaving out um oh i don't know a lot a lot of other games we're leaving out a lot of other games so army navy obviously we're we're gonna leave out because it's its own beautiful beautiful game uh world's largest cocktail party stuff like that but we're gonna go through the top five college football rivalries of rivalry week. And at number five, we have to have the egg bowl. The egg bowl is between Ole Miss and Mississippi state. It is beautiful. It is a lot of what sec football should be. These two teams hate each other. The fan bases hate each other and it's played on Thanksgiving. It is an awesome, awesome football game. I have it at number five on my list. But the Egg Bowl, and because there hasn't been a lot of historical set success between these two teams, like they aren't winning national championships every year, but for, uh, the Egg Bowl is just absolutely incredible. At number four, give me Florida State and Florida. You want to talk about these two teams hating each other, the fan bases hate each other, and this is a college football rivalry between two perennial or at least in the past have been perennial powerhouses florida has multiple national championships florida state multiple national championships in their primes these two are some of the best programs in college football an sec acc matchup this is a beautiful beautiful college football game i love florida florida state it's going to be a lot this year uh billy napier mike norvell Billy Napier could lose a lot of the fans in 
in Gainesville if they do not pull this game out. Uh, Florida State and Mike Norvell can establish themselves a hell of a season if they win this game going forward. I mean, the, the Florida State has a lot to be proud of if they win this game. I think they will. Give me Florida State in this one. Um, USC Notre Dame is one of my favorite games from obviously I'm a Notre Dame fan. I love this game. I hate USC. They are just the elitist West Coast fans. Um, but no, this is one of my favorite college football rivalries. This game has been played since 1926. It's unbelievable. And the Coliseum at night is beautiful. South Bend in late November is beautiful when these games are played in these two entirely different venues. But it unbelievably historic. They they play for a incredible trophy, the jeweled shillelagh. It it's awesome. It's it's an Irish club covered in gems. It's unbelievable. I think this is a one of the most historic and one of the best college football rivalries, period. And it comes in at number three in my rivalry week rankings. And number two, it's got to be the Iron Bowl. This has given some of the most memorable college football games over the last two decades. The kick six is a game that will ever will forever live in my mind when I tell my kids of why college football is so special it's going to be games like the kick six like Cam Newton's Auburn game against Alabama like Bryce Young's heroics last season the Iron Bowl it, it regardless of what stadium it's played at whether it's at Jordan O'Hare or Bryant Denny it's a beautiful beautiful game smash mouth SEC football to an in-state game um, like Florida, Florida State, like the Egg Bowl. I love these in-state rivalries. This is beautiful college football. I cannot wait for the game this weekend. I think Alabama uh, obviously obliterates um, Auburn this weekend. But Cadillac Williams could have those boys buzzing. It should be a phenomenal, phenomenal Iron Bowl. Can't wait to watch. And then finally, the best rivalry of rivalry week. It's got to be the game. Michigan, Ohio State especially this weekend, we are going into an 11-0 Michigan and 11-0 Ohio State. This is essentially a college football playoff play-in game. The winner gets in, the loser goes home. You cannot make a better story than this. It is the pinnacle of college football rivalries. I think it is the best of the best. They have been playing since 1897. They are at the Wolverine the Michigan Wolverines are leading this 59 to 50 or yes, it's 50. This game is 59, 51 and six. One of the most even matchups in all of college football. It is absolutely incredible. Like the, the, and it's played in two of the largest venues in college football between the shoe and the big house. I love this game. I cannot wait for the game. It is appointment television every single year. I do not know who's going to win the matchup this weekend. It's going to be incredible. Speaking of the best games of the weekend, obviously we talked on some of them. We get the Egg Bowl Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half point favorite. I think Mississippi State has a chance to upset 
Ole Miss should be a great game. I think Lane Kiffin is on his way out. And it'll be a, an incredible, incredible uh, Thursday night nightcap if we get primetime Kirk Cousins. In the NFL, I'm absolutely gonna, going to be watching the Egg Bowl. This is a – we got to be getting two TVs to watch football in today's day and age. We just got to be doing it so we can watch the Egg Bowl. We can watch Turkey Bowl football. Uh, we need it. Another phenomenal game – we get Friday at noon, Tulane coming into Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I love the Bearcats at home. They have had one of the best home field advantages in college football. I think the last time they lost a home game was either 2020 or 2019. They've been on an absolutely incredible run. Give me the – and Tulane, both ranked matchup, matchup for the lead in the A's. AAC in the American Conference should be a phenomenal game. I cannot wait to watch. Um, another great game, Toledo at Western Michigan should be a good game. Um, a lot of implications for the MAC there. Um, Baylor, Texas is a good game. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see which team we get. We could get the Baylor that competed with TCU, and we could get the Baylor that got blown out by Kansas State. We get the Texas that blew out Kansas, and we could get the Texas that, you know, didn't put up a fight against several other teams. So we'll see. Um, that should be a really, really good game. Uh, NC State, UNC will be a good game. Florida State, Florida. I think Mike Norvell boat races Florida, but we get Anthony Richardson, which should be a great game uh, or a great quarterback to watch. Um, it looks like the line right now for Michigan and Ohio State is seven and a half. I like Michigan plus seven and a half in the horseshoe. Um, these two teams are very close. Obviously, Blake Corum playing will make a massive difference if he does. But give me Michigan to cover the spread here. Seven and a half is a lot of points in a historic rivalry. Um, Clemson and South Carolina should be a good game. Uh, South Carolina just beat the piss out of Tennessee. Um, going into Death Valley to play Clemson, number seven Clemson, should be a phenomenal game. I can't wait for that one. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, an underrated rivalry. Um, I know it's obviously much more heated in college basketball, but a great college football rivalry as well. Um, can't wait to watch that one. Obviously, we get the Iron Bowl, but Alabama's a 22.5-point favorite. Uh, playing for Paul Bunyan's Axe, Minnesota at Wisconsin. Great Midwest matchup. The over-under for this game is 34.5. There's going to be a ton of defense. Can't wait to watch that one. That one's Saturday at 3.30. Um, another Saturday at 3.30 game, Oregon-Oregon State. Should be a phenomenal game. Oregon State is a 3.5-point dog. I think they have a chance to upset the Ducks in this one. Um, Oregon State's defense is great. If we can get road Bo Nix, road Bo Nix is a lot different than home Bo Nix. If we can get road Bo Nix against Oregon State, Oregon has played two incredibly difficult games back-to-back. -back. They played Washington, then they played Utah. I think they could slip up against Oregon State. Should be a great, great football game. Um, LSU, Texas A&M, eh, who cares? Notre Dame is a four and a half point dog against USC. That should be a great game. I absolutely cannot wait to watch that one. Um, Kansas and Kansas State could be a good game. And then you get the, uh, what, what is the, uh, Washington, um, I'm gonna have to look this up. The Washington, Washington State rivalry has a great name and I can't, 
the Apple Cup. The Apple Cup, a phenomenal game there. Uh, Washington, a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Washington State. Should be a phenomenal game. I can't wait for these college football matchups this weekend. Rivalry weekend is one of the best weekends in college football. Uh, but now we got to talk about the college football playoffs. This is obviously the podcast releases on Tuesday before the uh, college football playoff rankings. And I'm going to give my predictions here. I think we are not going to see any change in the top four. I think it's going to be Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, TCU at four. We had Tennessee lose, but I also think we're going to see a team jump because USC now has a ranked road win against UCLA in a phenomenal game. I think USC is going to be at five. I think we are going to get TCU at six. Or sorry, not TCU, LSU at six, TCU's at four, uh, LSU at six, and then we're going to get Clemson making their way back in at seven. I think they're going to top Alabama. Alabama did not have an impressive game against Austin P. And I think realistically, Clemson with one loss has a much better chance to get into the college football playoff with an ACC conference win than Alabama, right? So here is path forward for the college football playoff. Georgia's in. I don't think there's any way that Georgia does not get in unless they lose to Georgia Tech and then lose to LSU, which I don't think is going to happen. Georgia's in. Ohio State and Michigan. The winner of this game will be the two seed. It is what it is. I think they're going to obliterate whoever they play in the Big Ten Championship. But Ohio State and Michigan, whoever wins that game is going to be number two. If TCU continues to win out, I think TCU will be the three seed. And if they win out, they should be the three seed. Do not get it twisted. Their schedule has been difficult. I understand they have not been pretty, that they have won games ugly. TCU should absolutely be the three seed if they go out and win undefeated and win out. I think we see three undefeated teams as the top three seeds heading into our final college football playoff rankings. I think it'll be Georgia, the winner of Ohio State and Michigan, and then TCU. At number four, I would give an under or a one loss which on a one point or on a one point loss on a two point conversion to Utah at at Utah in an incredibly hard fought game i think a one loss pac 12 champion usc will get the four spot um i think you're 6 7 then i think 6 will actually end up being Clemson, a one-loss ACC champion Clemson. And then I think the seven-team, or, uh, yeah, no. Where, uh, the question is, is where do I want to put Michigan? I think a one-loss ACC champion Clemson will end up being five. I think the sixth-ranked team will end up being the loser of Michigan and Ohio State. And then LSU, with two losses, will be bumped down to seven um, once this all plays out. But I can't wait. I'm interested to see what the college football playoff poll leads to this weekend or on Tuesday night. Um, I can't wait for the college football playoff games this weekend. should be absolutely electric. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Again, a reminder, the NFL podcast will be coming out Wednesday this week instead of Thursday. Um, And 
For those of you who have made it to this point, if you enjoy the show, thank you very much. I appreciate the support. I am so thankful as we get into the season of thanks. I am so thankful for you guys who listen each and every week. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you guys want to support the podcast, I don't need your money. But what I would love is if you were to send it to a friend and be like, hey, this guy, he makes some great content. Send my stuff to a friend. It's the best way to support me and to support the show. I really appreciate you guys. And we will see you in the next one.